Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to Energy Speaks Back, powered by B2B Energy. My name is Paul Webb, and I'm the founder of B2B Energy, and I'm also your host. And weekly, I present to you energy experts from around the world. Welcome to episode 138, and our purpose, as always, is to provide a good understanding of energy management knowledge from around the world, which is available today for us to deliver savings that impact on our planet. We would like to thank utility people who are creating a better career and future for people in our industry. Welcome energy enthusiasts to another enlightening episode of Energy Speaks Back. Today's guest is not an energy expert and I'll repeat, not an energy expert, but he is an expert in his own field. My guest over the years has become a very close friend of mine and he has also become my financial advisor. He has exceptional knowledge around the pension industry and the marketplace. So without any further ado, let's dive into the conversation whilst walking through the streets of London with Afrin Svarka. So good afternoon, Afrin. How are you today? Good afternoon, yeah, very well, thank you. Are you looking forward to this walk? <laughs> I am. I am, definitely. Well, you was looking forward to it, but then when I yeah. said to you we're going to do an interview on the, at the same time, you was a bit nervous, yeah? I was a little bit nervous because I tell you the truth, I, I've never done anything on camera or mic, so... First, there's it, always I, a first time for everything, though, it isn't is, there? It is, yeah. it is. So, Afrin... You've you got to get used to it, I guess. So. Yeah. So, Afrin, we met... 2019, I believe, in the it, summer of 2019, we were BNI members. That's right, yes. And um, we got to build the like and trust and the, the relationship. Yeah. And over a period of time, you actually become my personal financial ad- advisor. Yes, that's right. <laughs> so no, um, I remember like today when you came in first, because I joined the BNI King's Cross first, and you came after. And I remember the positivity and energy that you had at the beginning when you came in and how you wanted to build that networking group. So I really like that. And so we did... It started by that <laughs> and then slowly be led to and become a client and an advisor. So. Yeah, and, and good friends really, because we this isn't our first walk we've done together, is no, it? we've done it before as well, so... The, we always pick a very cold day because here we are again, <laughs> big coats, got our, um, our hats on. Yes. Um, but, uh, you know, I can't say it's climate change because we are in the middle of, of February. So That's right. it's not as cold, it's quite mild. Um, but here we are. So, Afrin, as people can tell from our conversation, we, we know each other quite well. I know a lot about you because we've built our like and trust and know about your family and, and what you do as a business. So... For the benefit of our audience today, can you tell us a bit about your background and, and maybe your origin story? Okay, well, I started working for the bank after I finished my degree in economics, and uh, I, I worked, I did various different jobs there, and uh, then I became a, like a manager looking after a number of uh, staff, dealing with cash, managing the bank's cash mainly. Then I just thought, you know what, I preferred always to actually help people rather than just offering products that the bank was offering. So I said I wanted to advise people on things and become an advisor 
and I, I was accepted immediately. So I became a financial advisor in 2008, did all my training and so on. Uh, it was the first month that was a, a bit of a challenge because to a new role, but after that it was the most exciting thing that I ever had because I had so many people to advise with investments and pensions. And I became fully financial advisor, advising in insurance as well, which is personal insurance. So yeah, and in 2016, they closed that part of the business Northwest, made us redundant. So I went and started working for True Potential Wealth Management. Yeah. I had options to work for other companies, Prudential and so on, but they offered me interviews and so on, but I chose True Potential because I thought they were very upfront and uh, very honest and very clear on what, this, what they're offering to the clients, the charges and so on. Uh, so I, I really like the technology. It's interesting you say the honestly bit, yeah. Ephraim, because, you know, as I say, I, I know you quite well. And honestly, is, honesty yeah. is the, one of your biggest core values, isn't it? It's absolutely. You've got to be upfront with clients. They need to know exactly what is involved. Investments. I mean, investments that are managed by the fund managers, which they know all the ins and outs, but clients need to know the basics, the, the, like charges, what they're going to get for the service, the technology, how often the advisor will see them, and the risk, which is, which is uh, very important, I think, because if you're going to save all your life so you can have a better... Uh, living standard when you retire yeah and if you've been put into something which is not suitable for you can you imagine the the pain and the suffering that yeah one can cause to the and i suppose you address that through the key facts to you yeah, absolutely and understanding the key facts yes so effin yeah i feel as though you're cheating us a little bit because i know that you you, you could have started about, and I thought you were going to start a little bit further back. <laughs> Did uh, you work in a hospital, first of no, all? No, no, yeah. Well, I studied medicine for two years back home in Yugoslavia, when Yugoslavia was together. So yeah, yeah. I came in in 1990, 25th of January 1990 here, and I did various different jobs. I worked in construction, I worked in a sandwich bar, a restaurant, but you used to be a nurse. You was a nurse, though. I was always qualified nurse. Yes, that, that's the bit that always amazes me because that's like <laughs> something you don't know about Africa. Yeah. It's it's really strange because I I loved medicine. I wanted to become a doctor. Uh, I'm not going to go into that reasons why it didn't happen back home. But yeah, yeah. When I came here and I just started reading about the UK and newspapers and about Margaret Thatcher at the time and the city and how much wealth is in here and talking about investment bankers and yeah it's just i was fascinated with the finance and the money that goes through which which is like a machine for the whole world yeah it's uh, and um, for the economies of the world so i just thought you know what i want to study economics instead so i went and did actually i did a uh, course first in college uh, business studies and then I was recommended by my teacher that I should go and do a degree. Right. Uh, so I did. So people are probably trying to work out why I've invited you to come and talk to us. And I've always been interested because for, sort of for myself, 
I wrote a book about being a sustainable energy expert and you know building your finances around you ready for the future but really when you delve into pensions finances etc and energy management it's amazing how the two are very linked yeah you know we you know one of the biggest things that you know you talked about risk just then well you know us as energy experts need to understand our personal risks of what we've got coming up you know we, no one knows what's around the corner yeah you know and, and we're plans and you know my plan personal plan goes out until i'm about sort of 90 years of age that's what i'm planning towards well if we've got climate change i shouldn't really be planning that far ahead or should i you know yeah, yeah. where do we where do we look to that how do we think about our risk? How do we apply that? I think this, uh, this topic has become more popular recently. People are being more aware about the risk of the climate change. And the more they are, the more they inquire about that in terms of the investment where the money is invested. Yeah. And it's the first time since 2008 I've been getting clients who asking, can you tell me about the true potential? <laughs> Where do they invest the money and what right. type of so they companies? Focus, and so they, they want to know what they're yes. investing in. And they want into envir- environmentally friendly type of investments. And yeah. the companies are focused on that. There is no escape from it. Because if you don't try and set up investment funds and focus on that uh, they probably in the long run they're going to lose uh, so they're doing things like for example true potential has taken two more fund managers who are a bit more experienced on investing into those type of investments right in but sustainable, it, in sustainable businesses. businesses right but mainly at the moment is technology because right. it's uh, one thing that's really, when it comes to this sustainable energy and uh, environmentally friendly businesses and so on, we got one issue here: is you can never get 100% <laughs> businesses to invest like that because of the uh, supply issue. Right. Now, you could have a firm here that does produces products which are built in a sustainable way. Yeah, environmentally friendly, and they are produced somewhere else. Let's say, for example, in India or so. How do you supply? Yeah, with those uh, with the transport that uses petrol and diesel and so on. So indirectly, although you're trying to do the good thing, indirectly they contribute into it. But what the most the funds can do and fund, fund managers. And investment provided is to try and do their best yeah. in terms of investing in those that are actually they are doing something about. Every little helps. So we all need to do our part. Do you, these organizations, are they looking at things like their corporate social responsibility and their ESG? Is that something yeah. that you're coming across with these organizations that are looking to invest in? Yeah, they, exactly. They're doing that. Uh, they look at their 
how the business is conducted and all about the, the product they've run, what they're doing about the environment and so on and so on. So it's, it's, a, it's a very thorough uh, research and contacts between the fund managers and these companies before they actually can decide whether it's worth investing or not or adding to their portfolio. Yeah. Do you find um, indivi- uh, individuals, personal individuals, are looking at the actual companies that are providing that investment in the back supporting their pensions or not? Individuals as investors, yes, they are. I have been recently, yeah. I've actually been asked. We need to, because maybe with our investment, can we, because we got these two providers, two fund managers that do focus on that. Yeah, yeah. And when you have a diversified portfolio, my investors, they want to focus, put all their money into those. Right. The problem with that is that you've got to get the balance here right. Because yeah, yeah. You want to get, because investing purely into some sustainable company is a very high risk. Yeah. Because there's a potential for quite high for losses. Yeah. These type of funds that we offer are diversified portfolio, uh, which you need to balance the risk with the return. Right. And therefore, you cannot focus completely and putting all your eggs in one basket. In only these two providers, uh, you have to spread it across. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's difficult. It's difficult in terms of finding the information about it. To me, I mean, the environmentally friendly business investments have started many years ago, the conversation about it. But it's still so confusing even today. Yeah. But it, thinking about it, though, the organization, and I'm finding this every day, for instance, not all organizations have an energy policy. And that's one of the first questions I ask an organization. Do you have an energy policy? Well, really, if they need to be on your list regarding your sustainability organizations that people will invest in for their pensions, they need to have A, B, C, D. E.g., they need to have an energy policy. They need to have an environmental policy. Because I think long-term, us as individuals will be asking that question. Have they got a policy to deliver energy management? I think the more the investors do ask these questions, right. the more will be these questions sent yeah, yeah. up yeah. the but, level. But then it's education. And then it? it is. Yeah. 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 Uh, because it's... Where do you think all this is being driven from? Is it being driven from the individual? Is it being driven by the uh, pension organisations? Or is it being driven by the organisation themselves? Who's driving it? Or or is no one driving it at the moment? I'm really not sure about it. I mean, it's it's mostly... It's it's a group of people that actually... I mean, it started with science... Uh, scientists giving the warning of what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I remember when I was a kid, back home, uh, winter, there was up to a meter of snow. Yeah. Now, they hardly get any snow. Really? Yeah. And imagine that. And during the summer, I don't ever remember having any draws. There's no water. Now they do have. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, of course, there's an issue with that. Yeah. With that. So, we actually, the nature is forcing us to think about it. Yeah. Whether we like it or not, we need to do something about it. Exactly. 
and pensions and investments can play a big part on it because that's where the money comes from. Yeah. To invest in this in these companies, in uh, these industries. What has been done regarding the education regarding uh, sustainable investments? Is it driven by the individual again? Or did, did you, do you think there is any education out there? It, there? There is a lot of information about it, but uh, in terms of what exactly the companies, the, invest, the investment funds do, I don't think people actually fully understand yeah. exactly so what it is. From the look so of your, can do more from the sound in it. your voice and the look in your face, I, th I think there isn't enough, or there no. isn't any education no. currently. No. It's no. only the likes of yeah. myself, as an energy expert, yeah. thinking about these things and engaging with people like yourself regarding that. Um, and I think that's the way forward. Is it? So if there's no education, it's not likely to be this one. I've got a question to you about legislation is there any form of legislation because your industry is very heavily legislated um, regarding what you do yeah. is there any legislation possibly coming around sustainability investment it is regulate yeah the regulation does state how and you can classify someone a business or an investment as uh, the east as they call ECG the environmentally sustainable yeah uh, and governance yes governance uh, there is rules for how they're doing it it's like a, they do mark on based on certain things if they achieve certain things but if you ask me would that those investments qualify for fully ECG fund yeah. For someone who really wants to invest, then no, they don't. Yeah. And and I think with every provider out there, they're pretty much in the same place. And uh, there are funds there out there. Yeah. As I said, there's no very not many that I know uh, that you could purely invest into those type of funds. But you got to bear in mind there's very high risk as well. Yeah. And potential losses. So you need you want to do your part. Yeah. But you also need to make sure that you have enough funds when you retire because yeah, yeah. it's funny Efren, we're talking all we're talking about organizations oh. heavily here and i'm wondering whether this is like i'm shooting from the hip and i'm just trying to i'm thinking out my box basically we i believe that energy management is impacted significantly by the people within the organization so the organization could turn around to their staff and their people and say, look, if we can focus more on energy management and bring energy costs down, we would then could make a pledge to invest in some of that money back into your personal pensions. There's a reward there, isn't there, that they could apply. Is, am I thinking so that, too ideal? So that this is the organization that the people work for. Yes. I think that's a brilliant idea, actually. Yeah. That would be amazing yeah. if we could... Yeah, because. Well, this is where the government comes in, is it? The regulation is all... Because there's rules about how much you can invest and what can you invest. Yeah. Uh, and... Because it, it could be a tax break for yeah. the organization, couldn't it? Yes. So they could get a tax break <laughs> and they could make a benefit on uh, reducing their energy. And it's a whole big ESG play, isn't it, as well? Because you're helping their staff. Yeah, absolutely. 
and that would probably uh, provide enough because the companies can actually educate their members of staff. Yeah. About the. This also opens up opportunities for collaboration, doesn't it? Yes. You know, with with these organisations that they're prepared to invest in as well. It's a win-win situation, isn't yeah. it, for everybody? It's the people like you also can do a lot as well as energy consultant. Well, promoting the promoting idea. The yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. No, I can see that. I can see the the value in that. So, Afrim, um, what sort of what's the has the outlook look for your industry regarding energy management? Do you, do you think? We're going to get more alignment going forward. Uh, I th- I'm sure that we will. And it's, 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 in the last few years, it's almost impossible to go to any of these seminars where all these providers come in and talk about the, what's happened until now and for the future. There's always a session, uh, session there yeah. about the, uh, the ECG funds, yeah. sustainable investment as well. It's, very, it's, it's impossible not to get that. Yeah. So I can see that we are moving, especially, I think that a year ago, two years ago, I went to one of them and I just felt that there's a really big focus now on those type of investments as well. And because well, that's where the pooled money is for all the people, so they have the power yeah. to actually decide to where that money is going to go and investment into uh, sustainable businesses. Yeah. And, yeah. So uh, I'm going to put you on the spot. I've got a couple of questions now, Afrima. Okay. <laughs> You're laughing at me because put me on the spot. You're joking me. I thought we were just going to go for a walk, but we haven't even started the walk yet, really. <laughs> so Afrim, is there anything that you can give as a, as a, um, some advice to individuals that, all right, let's, let's break this down. So, okay, I'm a, I'm a new energy expert to the industry. I've just started my training, and I'm going to set my own business up. Yeah. What should I be doing regarding my business, and how should I be looking to pensions? I think it's... Uh, you know, it's, you get sometimes, and people, like, they start started their business... They talk to their accountant, what can I do? Because I got this spare money coming in and says, and I'm, I'm paying tax on it if I take as an income. If I leave it in the business, it's just sitting there doing nothing. Yeah. And then there comes a question, obviously, from the accountant's point of view, you've got to keep on cash flow, obviously, but also to minimize the tax that you're paying, you could put maybe some money into investments, yeah. like pensions, for example, because you get the tax relief. It's the, and when I get, when I get the individuals coming to me in that way, they say, listen, I'm paying a really big tax here. I need to minimize something. And I was told that I could put some money into pension. Yeah, I really yeah. don't like that. Though. I don't, I don't want like when they tell me that. Because they're doing it just for a tax Ex- rebate. Exactly. And the investment for the future, for the retirement, it shouldn't be for minimizing the amount of tax they pay. Yeah, yeah. It should be for the right reasons. For the right reasons. Yeah. So, if you can afford it, yes. Yeah. The tax benefit comes. Long term. It's a long term thing. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's, it's an additional yeah. benefit yeah. by doing what you're doing. Yeah. So it should be top uh, of your list. And the, and the sooner and the sooner they start, yeah. the better it is. I did mention it. Remember this on the BNI when we t they did some research with a 20-year-old and 40-year-old yeah. starting a pension plan. Yeah. 40-year-old uh, is putting 400 pounds, and 20-year-old is putting uh, 100 pounds. Yeah, yeah. They both retire at 60. And they both got the same amount of money uh, the in their pocket. The 20-year-old actually got more. Right. Although he's the, the 40-year-old is putting four times more. Yeah. He's, he's going to get less than what the 20-year-old got. So right. the, it just tells you the point that the earlier you start, the less pressure on you financially yeah. on uh, putting that disposable income towards your future. Do you know uh, uh, in the stage. book, Rich Man, no, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, yeah. he actually describes that very well. Yeah. That calculation, yeah, there's a whole chapter around that subject regarding investment and what you should be doing at a younger age. Yeah, he talks a lot about it. There's yeah. a money line around this note. Uh, it's it's going to lose value, uh, keeping into the business account, obviously. Yeah. The inflation. And I can vouch for that. I started yeah. my pension when I was 18. I did actually, actually draw it out early, but I started back up again uh, by the age of 21 um, because it's important for me you know um, I needed that money there and then so yeah. you do need money but since the age of 21 I've maintained a good pension approach um, and I've always contributed whether it be as part of my business my personal business or the company I work for because obviously nowadays it's a legislation that you have to so there's something that you know yes. we need to let our listeners know if you've got employees, you have to provide a service regarding their pension. I think there's new legislation about by law you have to put it unless you, they obviously they, they can opt individual out. opt out, but yeah. they shouldn't be to be honest. Uh, I was talking to my wife the other day, and she's investing into through her company obviously, and she was getting a little bit extra more. Her salary has been increased. Yeah. And she said, uh, oh, I'm going to get a little bit more from this. And I said, if you put it into your pension, what would your company do? Yeah. And she said, they will match it. Right. I said, really? It's whatever percentage you put, they put it. I said, put it in pension. Yeah, yeah. And then we worked Maximize out. it. Yes. And it's about 250 pounds or whatever a month, plus it's being matched by the company. It's about 7% or whatever. That's significant right. amounts of money going yeah. into the pension. And, and then I said, have we worked it out? If you took, I said to her, that money as a salary, you probably, after tax, you would have got about £100. Yeah. But it's going to nearly 250 into your pension. Yeah. So obviously it was more. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So this, this new legislation that has actually made companies, by law, you have to offer that, is absolutely brilliant because people are becoming more aware now about their retirement planning needs. Yeah. Uh, which you haven't had it before. Yeah. And I would, I know there is the, the cost of living would put some pressure on some individuals. Yeah, short-term pressure though. Short-term pressure. Yeah. I think you should even go further and just say, you know what, there's no options here. You have to invest yeah. for the future. Yeah. And I think as well, is when you're investing, don't keep looking at it. Don't keep worrying. It's a long-term investment. You know, you remember, I, I, we 
we went in the COVID. I phoned you up and said, Afrin, do I need to be worried about my pensions? You go, no, no, no. It's long term. We've seen this before. It will drop off. It will come back, probably come back and go further. You know, so it is long term investment and you need to consider that approach. So, yeah, keep an eye on it because nowadays you can. It's very visible, isn't it? It is, yeah. Because you get apps and things like that. 24-7. Yeah. (laughs) You were not alone at that time. Yeah. Uh, It was a lot of us. I was not panicking, to be honest. I've been through the 2008 and I've seen it, what investment could do and happen. Uh, There was uh, 100,000 in 2008, dropped to 60,000, I think, something like that. So we've seen forty percent, and ten years later, it's hundred worth hundred seventy thousand. Yeah. If you were one of those yeah. panicky person who take the money out, yeah. you would have lost massively. Especially if you are allowed to take the money out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Ephraim, yeah. it's come to that time when yes. I put you further on under pressure. Okay. And you know we have listeners around the world listening in today. Is there anything that you can give back to the industry, to our industry of the energy experts? Um, listening to your, this podcast today regarding uh, advice on their pensions or just the whole industry? Is there anything that you can give back personally? I think they sh- the energy industry, they, obviously they should take seriously their retirement planning needs. But at the same time, maybe they should continue on talking about it and questioning about the companies. Yeah. Because the more inquiries come through from the experts about their desire to do something about the environment, yeah. it will put more pressure on the investment providers yeah. to start considering and thinking even more of what we can do, where can we invest this money. And it starts also becoming this snow- the client needs. And I've got this vision now. Yeah. It's like a snowball, isn't it? It is. You and I are at the top of the, the hill at the moment. We've made our little ball. We're now going to roll that down. Yeah. And hopefully the energy experts will come on board, yeah. the organizations that possibly listen to this. Yeah. You know, this goes out to globally, so yeah. someone may pick this up and understand that oh, there's some opportunities here that we can focus on. Uh, yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Well, yeah. Ephraim, uh, it's been a nice one. I do apologize to our audience. We, we are out of breath. You, you wouldn't believe that the <laughs> London is... Uphill and downhill, we're now walking downhill, believe it or not. We're walking down City Road. We're on our way to Stratford. Um, this is not money the way it was last time. Oh, yeah, the last walk we got was a bit boggy, wasn't it? But it's on the path. I apologise for any traffic noise. Um, but you can see we're a little bit out of breath. And uh, it's very enjoyable. It's a great subject. Um, so, Afrin, thank you very much for offering to have this conversation with me. And I would like to say, on behalf of B2B Energy, you and your family, stay safe in these times. Thank you so much, Paul. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> you put me on a spot. <laughs> a bit of preparation would have done. Yeah, but sometimes uh, when hope, you don't I have... Hope to... we, I hope we send the message that we wanted to send to the people about both the energy and the retirement planning needs. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you for this opportunity.